0: I hated being pregnant, though. Woo.
1: We all I, I don't did. blame you for that. I mean, it almost felt like I was carrying yeah. um, it. Really? Yeah, did. Like yeah. she's really putting a lot of energy on us, isn't she? You
2: felt that sympathy <laughs> belly phantom wise on your uh, torso, just weighing down. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: I so called funny. out more, way more, when I was pregnant than actually having a child. I
2: did gain weight during your pregnancy.
1: I did. did? I put on like twenty pounds.
0: Oh my goodness! And I don't
1: think that has anything to do with you. I think I was just like, well, she's getting bigger.
0: She <laughs> don't fit in her an
1: clothes. Extra
2: hash brown or whatever. Why can't
1: I? How dare she? <laughs> <laughs> you know, just another example of a man wanting what a woman has. <laughs> well,
2: at least you can acknowledge it. Accountability is the first step, Tony.
0: Yes, exactly.
2: <laughs> bum mum mum Tony
3: Tony Soto
1: hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the tony soto show my name is of course tony soto we have mother of the year diana de luna
0: oh thank you i'll take all my bows
1: quite frankly i don't really know but i'm saying you are i'm saying you are for sure um and in for maxwell esposito the winner of every single season of rupaul's drag race ever created even spain Bible girl, uh, even Spain, Bible, oh, Bible girl, uh, welcome back to the show. Thank you very show. much. Good it good is year. so nice to be around so many Catholic sluts.
2: Hey, um, i from one Catholic slut to the others on the other side of the screen. I'm I've never judgment. wanted
1: to be a Catholic slut again more in my entire life than after reading that whole thing. And you know what? Fuck Diane Sawyer. She is. 100%. She was bad before Brittany's interview. Let's not forget she's been bad forever. But anyway, I digress. Hi, Diana. Hello, Diana. That baby.
0: I know he's gonna be a Catholic slut too. Oh my
1: God! <laughs> I that's know. So, that's so wait, you're gonna you're gonna raise that baby Catholic? After all, you already know.
0: Well, we got a lot of pushback from our family about not. Are you getting
1: there? that fucking baby back? Okay, you have already done everything. You, know, you have made so many missteps. <laughs>
0: Circumcised, baptized. You circumcised
1: the poor thing. Now you're getting it baptized for nonsense, nonsense that you don't even buy. You, know you don't buy many, it. You don't you buy that how nonsense.
0: Much money and gifts you get um, for a baptism. That is um, a Catholic bar mitzvah.
2: Okay, <laughs> play the game. Play the game.
0: You know.
1: I mean
0: I didn't have a wedding registry. I'm
1: just saying there's a good chance that a Pederist is gonna be holding your baby. That's all I'm saying. And that's a weird thing to agree to. It's like, oh, I'm gonna willingly go into a Pederist's home and let it pour water on my baby. Literally, you're giving uh a Pederist a flash dance moment, you know, like when the, when they pull is that the movie when she you pulls an incubation. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Get your coin, girl, get your coin. I'm all about you, get your coin, milk these people, for as much money as you can, because quite frankly, inflation ain't going anywhere for a while. <laughs> right? I'm not
0: working right now. Like, I need that baptism money. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Actually, let's not just stop at Catholics. Let's get them baptized for every denomination. We'll just do GoFundmes for each, one, or we'll do invites for each one. You know, and we'll get you loaded. We'll we'll get you a whole year's worth of money
0: a baptismal go fund me
1: yeah because i'm yeah. thinking that i'm thinking that the islamic people probably give you money too i know the jews will give you money like take it all get it girl get it
0: mm-hmm.
1: i'm a big
2: fan of that now um
1: uh,
2: hi bible girl hello how Welcome are you back to the show Thank you. It's great to be here. I've missed both of you and just chatting and shooting the skit, uh, shooting the shit. I'm I've got my my tongue, my mouth is moving quicker than my brain today. Literally. It's all right.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's raining in L. A. We're having the. I mean, are we all just blissfully happy right now? Like I'm. Kind
2: I, of floating.
1: I'm such. Yeah, a I've fan. just been
0: watching TV and breastfeeding for like two days. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> just like drinking I mean, tea laying in me bed me
1: too you know like what me i mean nothing, been feeding them, but i've been feeding bigger boys you know what i mean <laughs> uh <but laughs> i'm getting laid again uh so yay out ra- <laughs> of girl covid be damned i mean at this point you know because i
0: boosted
1: well because i you know you're both in relationships, so I don't know if you can all relate, but I'm not the marrying type. I'm not the settling down type. I don't necessarily no. need you in my space for multiple days in a row. So getting laid to me is always like, ooh, strangers. Um, and yeah, I was I have worried. a feeling
0: that people thought that of both myself and Bible Girl at a certain point, that we were not settling down marrying people. It's true. Do you I mean, know? You're yeah, not well, until you are. See, you I only, only knew Bible-
1: I only knew Bible Girl with Chris. So I only know her as a taken woman. But you, no, no, no. This is you have, you have, you have, you have defied all odds, Diana. was on ah. full 180. Oh, Diana, listen, Diana was like the bitch to party with. Like in college, like no joke. Diana was there. She was there. She had the weed. She had the cigarettes. She was ready to fucking pop off with some shots and beer chasers. Like,
0: also, the long cigarettes, the 100.
1: Yeah, she had. So I was going to the I was
0: gonna be there for a while. Yeah, she
1: yeah. was like, life be damned. You know <laughs> what I mean? And now look at her. She's got a, a human on her boobs right now. And it's crazy. It's crazy to me. Um, and
0: he doesn't smell like cigarettes or weed. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> there's, there's time. <laughs> Um, but no, like the, the the this weather is great. We've gotten so much rain today. They're like this will put a dent in the drought. Right. Like, I'm just like, okay. I, I love an excuse not to leave the house. I love when there is no sun all day long. Like if you if you like cloud coverage, don't move to California. Like don't move. Maybe yeah. northern, maybe northern California, but like don't yeah. move southern California because when we see a cloud, it's weird how we react. We're like, oh look.
2: <laughs> no, it's it's very it yeah. I mean like the amount of happiness that I feel just from like not having sun glaring in through my windows, like over any kind of span of a window when it has been for so long, it's like ah, I'll take this. I like diffused glow. Let's go mm-hmm. for that. For sure. Yeah. Um, so
1: Bible, thank you hey. so much for judging my birthday. Learn the words, bitch. Of course.
2: Thank you for having me. First time ever being at the party, might I add, and everyone Thoughts? that came. Everyone that came was a first timer as well with me. I think I rolled in, and that's to be like <laughs> like 15 other people in with me, and everyone by the end of the night was like. That definitely should be a regular thing for us. I
1: mean, Even you brought him. a party gal and you brought your father, which Pretty I, have to say, oh. I have to say, I know he listens, so shout out, David.
2: Hey, hey. <laughs> literally make his day, there you go. Yeah, he let me know, he was like, oh, by the way, uh,
1: Diana, uh, Bible Girl's dad told me uh, that he listens to our show, so. Hi,
2: David. <laughs> avid uh, Howard Stern stands, so you kind of fit the bill to a degree. I'll Uh, take it i'll take it and especially
1: like these days howard circus he's really
2: matured oh yeah figured it out i would take you over serious any day though
1: (laughs) although i take their money are they paying Can i have it uh but no it was super awesome to have you and yeah you 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 had not been to the live show so Mm -hmm. it was just nice to like um watch you watch performers because uh, what I, I like know. about you is that like you are genuinely interested in people that have the courage to get up and perform like yeah. you're a good audience member you know oh, what I mean like yeah. eye contact boots you know what I mean like you're like paying attention and I like nothing that you don't get that a lot with young millennial or well you're more I mean, of a geriatric millennial these more days more uncomfortable <laughs> like
2: when you're doing a show and you know Regardless of a drag or anything else, you know whether anyone's texting on their phone, just fully disengaged, or it's like the same concept if someone's like going just like crossing the performing area, like mid shit, like that shit always just kind of gets under my skin as just like an observer. So I feel like the least I can do as like one sole individual, whether I'm on the book or just purely in the audience, is just give full undivided in it and like i have got a rule where it's like if a drag show starts i'm not gonna leave the venue until it's done like i don't leave oh my god you're so better than me
1: i leave it oh my gosh so uh Need to be on this show today
0: because I can't even pay attention through this whole hour without a third person. Oh yeah, no, no, no. As soon
1: as Maxwell called off today, I was like, "Fuck, I gotta find this sub." And then as soon as I thought that, Diana's like, "Oh shit, now I have to listen to Tony." I was Like, this is great. This is great. Um, but no, like, it's funny. Uh, are you, Diana? Are you an intermission leaver? I'm an intermission leaver. I will leave well, an intermission.
0: You know, I for anything, been out in a while, not just a but... drag show. I do smoke weed and yeah, that's, I'd like to step out. That's the reason I smoke cigarettes so long is that I just like to go outside for a moment and take a breath.
2: I like, yeah, I'll get overstimulated. So I'm with you on taking a break. Oh no, I'll
1: leave. I'll leave the show. Oh yeah, leave and go get lunch. I did that for
0: graduation though.
1: Well, no, here's my thing. Like, like if I'm not entertained by the first half of a show, I'm not going to give you a chance for the second half. Like your chance was to win me over the beginning. You know, I... You know, and uh, I, I don't, you know, I love me some Shea Coulee and I'm always grateful for uh, when she invites me to her stuff and I was invited to the Christmas show. And um, I, I, I don't like dragging those kinds of venues. It's too big. Uh, and, and I was like, I, I listen, I watched her open the show and sleigh boots. Uh, I got to see the Grinch. I'm good. I'm done. And then Thanks. so I left because you know those things also. Fucking uh run long. And then at intermission, they're like 20 minutes. I was like, <laughs> it's already after 10. Are you kidding me? 20 minutes? So uh, but shout out, go see that show. Go <laughs> go see the game show uh drag queen Christmas. Because she,
2: she really do be killing it in that grinch Grinch moment. Oh, yeah. Like it's so over. they were right to have her
1: as the opener girl. I I mean that bitch can dance boots, it's and no it's contest. just It's just like, you know, it's like like I, I, I've known Shea Coulee for many years and I will tell you in the many years that I have known her I've never known her to phone in a performance and I have seen performances shared by other people around the world where Shea Coulee and I'm like look oh, am never giving it to it, like yeah, like, yeah. Like, like and I'm talking like I'm sure that there are moments she's doing a 16 city tour right now so I'm gonna sure like you know around like city 12 she's gonna wanna but but she won't she won't Petering, yeah yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't think she'll phone it in um if she does let me know send me the video <laughs> It's DM, dm me any video of shea Coulee phoning it in because i will address her personally i'll be like you're making me a liar um Shout out to everyone, though, who uh, helped celebrate my birthday, though. Like, honestly, 42 is such a throw-off year that, like, I wasn't even trying to make a big deal about it, but um, people made a big deal about it. And even, like, Maxwell bought, like, the whole fucking party of Learn the Words Bitch cupcakes, and I was Mm -hmm. like, I'm like, these are things that I would never even think to think of, like, to do. Uh, Let me ask you this, guys, before we go to break, because it is the holiday season, you know, Christmas is coming. Okay. And, and Diana, now that you have a fucking baby, I'm sure like you are like immersed in like the family Christmas thing. Do you like buying gifts for people? Is this something you enjoy doing? This do year,
0: say? nobody's getting gifts.
1: Nobody. The gift <laughs> no, is I'm your, busy. the gift is what? The gift is your baby. It's yeah, like you get to, you go, get to you look at get it. get to
0: enjoy this thing I grew for nine months. Here's,
1: to be fair, I didn't ask for that. So. <laughs> uh, I'll send
0: you a card. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but don't don't send me a card because you're not gonna put any money in it, and so therefore, oh. listen. Cards don't mean shit to me when they stopped coming with money. So you if you don't, don't want to see my
0: baby sitting on Santa's, do not with send a me a picture of
1: your child. On. No, do not listen. Do <laughs> okay, not. Done. You're always just putting your baby in the ways of pederasts. So I'm telling you, be careful. Keep we away so from those Santa the
2: photos soon too. Now, Bible, are you are you a gift giver? Is it something you like to give gifts? I think in the pa- in this past year I've made a really like good point of trying to like have a bit of like foresight in what I want to get for like my top 8 like most immediate people in my circle so I like cuz I obviously just can't drop bills on everyone as much as I would love to yeah. so the thing I've been doing this year is i go to the outlet websites like the outlet sister stores for like designer bags or like designer labels and then i go to the sales section of the outlet sister site oh girl see that's so so you
1: are listen first of all that's a lot of effort that's a lot of effort
2: designer
0: bag
1: but you're putting in a lot of effort that's a lot more effort they're all
2: under like a hundred dollars so it's like it's all like whatever but that's a lot
1: of effort and so that means you're a really good person like Mm -hmm. like my thing is it's like that's Gift giving is active listening, and I'm not a fan. Uh, and no, I kid you, Diana. Please send me pictures of your baby. <laughs> up. Like, you're, I want, I, everything I say negative, I don't mean when it comes to you and your baby. However, I will tell you that when you share pictures of your baby throughout years, it only makes people like me think about our mortality. So the older I see your baby get is just me looking about how much older I'm getting. So if you want to
0: hurt me like that,
2: sure, send me a picture of your fucking baby.
0: I mean, that's the gift that keeps on giving.
2: (laughs) Send you a picture of my baby now. My God. (sighs) (laughs) Yeah, if you want to kill me, just send me pictures of babies that grow up. Because like,
1: look, I have been watching Audrey L. age for eight years. She's going to be eight years old. My God, What have I done in eight years? Like, You know what I mean? Like, she has had momentous occasions from one through eight. Have I just been sitting here and idle? Like, it's very, very hard on me.
2: Existentialism (sighs) at its finest.
1: (sighs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, I need to get on fucking some kind of, like, app for therapy now that I'm thinking about (laughs) it. Anyway, guys, let's take a quick break, because when we come back, we have a very dear friend of mine, and someone who I'm surprised I have not ever had on this show yet, so uh, when we come back, we're going to talk to Paul Brickman. We'll be right back.
3: Tony So show
1: All right, we are back with the show, and guys, I'm kind of excited about this first or, uh, this guest because um, I've never had her on, and I probably should have because I probably should have. She, she does a lot. She's done a lot for me. Uh, she's a photographer, a fashion aficionado. She's a casting agent for like modeling things. Can director, I introduce you to director, my, not agent. Oh my God, director, <laughs> Salad, casting director. I didn't even Salad get it right. I don't even know what she does. But let's, <laughs> my good friend, Paul Brickman is here. Paul. <laughs> hi paul oh paul, paul,
2: paul the lowly applause for yourself
1: fine. I,
3: well, <laughs> someone's got to do it i mean
2: come on. <laughs> I just wasn't on screen that's all
1: welcome to the tony soto show paul brickman
3: I made it i made it i'm so happy to be here
1: you made it and honestly in the last year so it, it makes sense it makes sense that you're gonna help close this out now for people who don't know paul brickman don't worry you soon will Because um, she is up and coming in the best ways. Where are you from, Paul? Tell people where you're from.
3: I was born and raised in New York City. (gasps) Wow, an elitist.
1: She's an elitist. (sighs)
3: St. Vincent's Hospital. Wow. (laughs) Where is that? I mean, which I I I think actually St. Vincent's is now closed and uh, been knocked down and turned into like a big co-op, like
1: everywhere else in New York City. Uh But
3: you know. (laughs) <laughs> I, I'm very very proud to say that I was born in St. Vincent's
1: Hospital. <laughs> um, and you actually have come from like a creative line of uh, family. Your father's yeah. in the music industry. Yeah. Um,
3: yeah, yeah. Yeah. My dad. My dad uh, was a a uh, a drummer, a, a, a sort of used drummer throughout various bands that came out of uh, clubs like CBGBs and Max's Kansas City and Don Hills and. Uh, I think he uh, you know, like me, uh was definitely a bit of a loner uh and never committed himself solely to ju- to just one band. But uh he definitely made his way through uh just that whole scene and has a lot of friends in that scene. I have a lot of uh not blood related, but a lot of extended aunts and uncles who have come out of that scene. It was a very, very strange environment growing up, just having, you know, lots of parties, lots of, you know, band practices uh, one time, you know, accidentally, you know, drinking what I thought was orange juice, but was, uh, also laced with a whole lot of vodka. <laughs> 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 um,
2: but no, You see know. Diana, you're
1: fine. Look, <laughs> you're fine. Once he, if he ever That's guzzles vodka, appearance. he can turn out to be like Paul, which is fine. Now, so being surrounded by like, you know, music, um, uh, it it, it could have went in that direction for you but you went into a direction of of fashion but you're still kind of rock and roll so would you say that it influenced it still is an influence
3: I actually did at one time I mean when I was in my beginning years of college uh and also all throughout high school I was writing music and you know, just taking advantage. of Really? I did. Wait yeah.
1: a minute. Wait a minute. Okay, uh, Diana Bible. This is something that I am hearing for the
2: very I, first
1: time ever that she's a poet. BMI.
3: <laughs> BMI. BMI gave me scholarship money and paid for part of my college tuition. Oh shit!
2: Wow. Yeah, man. Uh, oh
3: yeah. So you. you got so that you scholarship money, honey. You
1: <laughs> did have musical intent. So what? Shit. Tell me. T- oh my God. You're a faggot. Tell me. I am, yeah. <laughs> Tell me, like, were you, was it love songs? Like, were you in love or were you, yeah. like, tell me about your your songwriting inspiration?
3: Cheesy, cheesy, very, very Michelle Branch-inspired, folky
1: oh. love song. <laughs> like talking about shit you've never experienced. You're like...
3: oh no, no, no. I mean, yeah, you can say that. I mean... I, it's funny. I mean, a lot of the people that would listen to it, and particularly, you know, people in generations, you know, prior to mine, would say, "Wow, like, how could such a young person write so about things that he must not have experienced yet?" And I don't know. I just watched a lot of, you know, love movies of the
1: week and yeah soap you know. operas were available well, for everybody honey yeah, so it was know. like don't tell me i don't know what love is about i Just see Colford, fucking yeah you know the way you know like you the
3: up wedding up in New York. you and... could watch
0: people argue on the subway on the streets oh, yeah God. absolutely everywhere.
3: Yeah. everywhere yeah especially especially in my house too my parents I mean, they love each other they're still together but they love to argue <laughs> they love
1: to fight well, I mean, you, you're you of the Jewish persuasion, which is like, you know, those argumentative folks, which In our I DNA. love, <laughs> which I love, I love it. I love people who can argue, you know, like I don't, mm-hmm. don't, don't give me a waspy white Anglo-Saxon with an argument because they clam up real bad. Give me some That's spicy right. blood. Give me some what?
3: And wasps too. Wasps, they never
1: argue. No, I, I don't like Just that drink. repression. Are, uh, Bible, are you from a, are you from a vocal family? Are you like what kind of white are you
2: <laughs> kind of white yeah I... um like <laughs> Explain polish dramatic oh. jew <laughs> um but oh, polish
1: that's a that's a pretty fiery group like i would yeah. there's there's loud tones I mean, there
2: yeah i grew up in like reformed jewish household though so like definitely have a little bit of yenta in me for sure where i can throw it take it volley yeah, d- I mean, um, you see d- me on Twitter. You didn't like me on Twitter. That's because the Yenta and me was back at in the keyboard in 2015, girl.
1: So now, so, but then you ultimately like went to a direction of photography, fashion. You were in the inner circle of Miss Amanda lapore I always see you at brunch mm. with her in New York. So yeah. like yeah, she's a good friend. What got you? What was the pull into fashion for you? Like, what was it? You want to know something? Photography itself had
3: always been a hobby between my father and I. My father always had these great old film medium format cameras that he'd had even before I was born. And I always, from as long as I could remember, always would, whenever we would take trips or whenever we would even just kind of go out to, you know, family functions, friend functions, my father always brought these cameras with him and always encouraged me to use them and taught me how to use them. And he's not, he, he's not by any means an experienced photographer, but he does have a really strong love for the craft and just for the art form of that itself. And I actually, you know, uh, in my freshman year of college, what kind of encouraged uh, me to stop my my musical path was, I had actually had a really bad accident. Oh, wow. Uh, but- playing capture the flag, a kid who wasn't my roommate in the dorm. normative
1: nonsense. Always (laughs) trying to kill
3: the creatives. Yeah, well, you wanna know something? This kid who I shared a bathroom with, he had a dorm right next door to mine. He was playing the same game and literally, like with the crown of his head rammed right into my throat, right here. Ah. And I couldn't speak for at least Somewhere in the realm of like three to five days, and my uh, my fag- my faggoty like you know high high uh, tenor range gone, never got it back. Wow.
1: Made her a bass. Made yeah. her a
3: top. Made her a bass. Made <laughs> her a top. Yeah, yeah. But that was really what. So kind so of be-
1: so because your it. voice changed, uh, because you were also singing along to your little love poems. Okay. um you were like I can't do this anymore so that was that was yeah. what ultimately turned your focus
3: well well I was I was always I was always the singer I mean I would write my own stuff but I always was the front person the singer you know I wanted to be I wanted to be like a like a Michelle Branch meets Michael Buble is like, this that was something kind of, that
1: you've told me before I'm telling you I, I think, feel I like I am so. I feel like I, I feel like, so. like did you think Maybe. I was gonna
3: make fun of you No, 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 I don't. I really don't talk about it too, too much anymore these days because it's really just it feels like another life ago, you know, but I'm really happy with where it brought me to and where I am now. It's fun. I get I I get to have more control. (laughs) Uh,
1: So we met here in L.A. Um, You are back in L.A. You left uh, L.A. um, during COVID and to move back uh, to with your family and then back to the East Coast. But when you were here pre-COVID, you were my photographer for basically everything that I did, every fucking yeah. gig that I did. You, um, we were introduced. We were introduced at a gay bar, but then I don't really know exactly how it was. How, it a gay bar? Was it a gay bar? Or was that like a private function somewhere? Couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you. I'm no. trying, I am was. I was hoping you knew, but <laughs> but I, I I just remember like. i i I did not know what what is it about drag that you like so much you love drag queens you like to be around drag queens you've done some things with Sharon needles like and yeah uh i mean you are fired by a famous drag queen (laughs) i was fired by a famous drag queen
0: yeah I will go into that but
1: it's a very funny we could,
3: uh, hey I'll, I'm in, for you Tony Soto I am an open book okay so oh.
0: I'm very curious I'm, <laughs> I'm like
1: because I'm trying to pry that book open babe okay well let's talk about it let's unpack it well let's un- let's unpack it said then.
3: said that should I fuck so so are we like know, a curse on here by the way Is
1: you can it? say whatever you want honey okay. it's right, it's uh, it. the internet um uh, so <laughs> cool. so um so you know Paul was very eager to work with other drag queens and he got hired by um, um, a miss, friend of the show, uh, Naomi Smalls, for a drag con event. Wow. And, uh, you know, sometimes you just don't match up creatively, right?
3: Yeah, you know, really, in total transparency, first of all, Naomi is nothing but the sweetest, kindest person to interact with, work with, period. Very Which true. Really, really lovely. This was the issue. The issue was that, I approached, I approached the project kind of similarly to like a casting. And I think I might've just overcompensated. It was totally my fault. It was absolutely my fault. And I brought in, you know, I brought in like this one gigantic large studio light. You know, I had every intention of making it look real. You were being artsy. I was being artsy, you know, but I had never shot at a con before. It was an environment that just was completely foreign to me and i think she just kind of saw my whole production and said to me this might be too much maybe i should just stick with what i know and i'm just going to go back to having kids take shots with the ring light and that's that's all it was it was it, there was no conflict there was no issue it was really more of a misunderstanding on my part you know if you want to be totally honest about it and she just decided to stick to what she knew stick to what she knew would work it all went out without it
1: all went on without a hitch and you're doing great let's talk about she's amazing she's such a sweet we love Naomi we stand Naomi we never say anything bad about her we love yeah um but let's talk about being a casting director because uh you have been kind of you, you you casted for a company out here You've kind of been going back and forth, but because of COVID, because everyone was like, man, what should I fucking do with my life? Um, you decided to go out on your own and start, start uh, Paul Brickman Creative, which is your yes. casting company. Correct. Tell us about it. Uh, Public and Creative,
3: I would say, is a casting studio, um, also obviously offers photography, uh, just based off of my skill sets on that. But yeah, I've been working in casting for a really long time, particularly under more established studios, and having the opportunity to meet and collaborate and work with great brands, great photographers, great stylists, you know, uh, and it's it's been a, an awesome ride. But I you know, during COVID had to, I was kind of forced to reassess a lot of things based upon what was happening to me, both personally and professionally, the same way as what had happened to everyone, both personally and professionally. And I just really thought it was time just to open my own thing. I, I, it really just was uh, time for me to make some sort of uh, graduation and ascension,
1: you know? Well, you brought Paul Brown, brought, you, brought, you brought Paul Brickman creative here to LA. Yeah, I did. Um, yeah. You are in the throes of a very large campaign that we cannot talk about.
3: I unfortunately um, can't. Yeah, unfortunately it's fine. Not. And it's fine. It's, <laughs> fine. it's fine. It's fine because like it is, it about, is
1: yes. pretty fucking amazing. And I matter. know that you are super stressed because it's a lot of work, but your kind of vibe is weirdos you love weirdos you love queers you love yeah. any lgbtq anything like that and you just brought that to a very big sally beauty campaign i um, did yes which uh, two, if we actually. all know sally beauty mm-hmm. sally beauty is found in any mini mall um in any town where you can go and get clips and bleach and anything you want but these fuckers are getting progressive huh yeah they really are Good it's, for it, them. It's... It's been a
3: really cool it's been a really cool pairing um, they you know they don't give me absolute complete autonomy it's a collaboration you know all of these projects are always a collaboration especially when you're assuming the role as casting director but they are very very open to representing all spectrums of gender all spectrums of Uh, just the queer rainbow um, and uh, also all spectrums of ages. And it's just been really, really fun to get to express and contribute my point of view on what's really a very large platform. They're a worldwide brand. They have stores all over the world.
1: I mean, I remember when you brought it up to me I think that I I, I think that like I, I know I felt I was like oh that's kind of old like I think I think of Sally as kind of like you know because it's been around for so long and you're like oh Sally like my, my grandma used to go to Sally it's an institution but, like, Tony well sure but you, but you don't really know a lot of institutions to really do, do much growth from from you know fair, fair years but assessment. but now it's like when you see something. That it that is been around for so long, and, and was that was that a worry of yours too, Paul? Like maybe like, oh, Sally Beauty is it a little, uh,
2: no, too antiquated no. or?
3: I mean, if I'm being
1: complete and utterly honest, I was just
3: desperate to work, so no. <laughs>
2: <laughs> gig to gig, right?
3: I mean, I, she needed to make some money. It had been it'd been um. a while, and. I mean, no, it's it's cool. I I announced uh, my studio in June, and I think by late June, early July, I had started working with them. They were my first big ad client. Yeah. Um, so that was really really cool. Yeah. I I, I really was. I, I they also approached me saying that they. They really were interested in me contributing my point of view because of a lot of editorials that I had been doing, a lot of what they'd seen on my social media, including just the, you know, certain projects that I'd done with Amanda Lepore, Sharon Needles, mm. et cetera, et cetera. Um, and they really just wanted to bring, they wanted me to bring just a sense of that you know, over to what seemed to have been going on on their side. Um, with just some new creative directors that have been coming in and, you know, basically just kind of giving some fresh new ideas to contribute to an already solidified platform at sally beauty and just expand you know expand their point of view more
1: i feel like you took me out of my headspace when it came to drag photo shoots because as a drag queen i want to be lit you know i'm like light light it and your view for our photo shoot was kind of old hollywood where it was like you know more shadows and stuff and i'm like you know it worked like it worked but i wasn't necessarily 100 percent convinced at the beginning i was like my brow is very heavy you know what i mean like, I'm like, <laughs> i need you to put lights right here so you can see them um, it well, I I should should forms forms let, little it, little out, little let
2: little. it out let it out what were you saying bible Shaking in your platforms and you saw the lighting right
0: now.
1: Yes, because but but then <laughs> but then I see it and I'm like, so so I think true, that you and I it. should probably get together again soon, Paul, and take some uh photos because I don't mind it now that I know that what you do and, and trust you. Um well listen, let's take a quick break. When we okay. come back, we're gonna do our listener questions of the week. We'll be right back. Tony Soto Show. All right, we are back with the show now listeners you're on that's right we love to hear your questions concerns comments critiques or compliments every week and it is so easy to send them to us all you have to do is go to com, and it's right there at the top it says leave a message or send a message or something message tony me and uh who's going to kick us off with our first question
0: that is me and this is from anon and anon says Probably time to leave Los Angeles, maybe you all can move to Texas, so you can be free and safe it's a shame that you all choose to live around criminals. That's not a question. I
1: was just saying, I was like, is that a question?
3: <laughs> no,
0: <laughs> just period. period so now some people,
1: some people just want to tell us how they, how they are. And, I feel uh, like this
0: is the same person who always writes in <laughs> and just antagonizes.
1: Listen, I would love to think that we just
2: have one angry listener. You know what I mean? Just
1: yeah, one guy. I can guy.
2: really believe in every word that's said in that statement, <laughs> can I? <laughs> I there's mean, there's no actual way. Unless- I mean, now let's well let's well let's unpack this. Now, Paul,
1: uh, you left LA uh, and you came back. Uh, are, are you scared? Are you scared here, Paul? No, I mean, no,
3: no, scared than I am anywhere else. I mean, you know what was more scary was being in Nashville. I was in Nashville for four months. That was kind of scary
1: because you were in yeah. Nashville at the height of pandemic, and they were acting like it was not the height of pandemic.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I, the height of pent. I mean, which height? I mean, there were so many fluctuations. I think so the second,
1: I, the second for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
3: and I mean, yeah, they were absolutely very casual about mask wearing, crowd gathering, and yeah, I would have to decline on a few invitations to gatherings or events that were happening, and just you know, kind of get like an eyebrow raised at me. Well, why are you leaving? you know and i'd just be like because i want to Cause you're all dumb
1: uh, <laughs> now bible
3: but i do love oh. southern men i will say that i have a great affinity
1: oh she had to get that in she had to get okay. that in just in case yeah, our southern like, listeners were gonna know, slide into your, your you, dms
3: just for all you southern listeners out there i mean you know i'm single call me <laughs>
1: yikes now bible girl so I saw a meme recently. Oh no, no, no! Maxwell brought up a meme recently when we were eating a meal uh, while Shea Couleé was in town, and wow. it was uh, uh, "Eat inside, risk COVID. Eat outside, get mugged." Is this something that you're experiencing, seeing? Are because you're a nervous gal? Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so like, does does <laughs> does the does the do the smashing crabs make you nervous?
2: Uh, yeah, I would say after that, that first and only time knock on wood, thank God, I've been smashed and grabbed earlier this year. That was enough to really kind of like recalibrate my perspective. Oh, that's
1: right. You were a victim With of, uh, of a okay. uh, uh, mall
2: <gasps> parking lot robbery. Bitch, oh yeah. my God. That's really the they crazy. cleaned you out, girl. They cleaned Bitch. you out. Between the four of us, I think we had like 10 or 12 bags and every single bag was gone. Yeah, oh yeah. With my Full of interesting and great stuff. <laughs> yeah, look, so much great stuff, let me tell you. Um, but what I will it's say like a bunch is, of
0: one-hitters
2: <laughs> and then some babes. But um I will say that like that was definitely my eye opener for like okay, I just need to be more hyper vigilant, but I don't feel that like my safety is compromised here more than like anywhere else and I say that as someone like much like Paul I lived in Manhattan for like eight years and never once felt like I was in danger even when I was like coming home from a gig at four in the morning in full geesh you know so I I think it just it depends like it's I feel like it's very like as cards fall and like happenstance happens and like the the shitty person is in the wrong area at the right time so to speak whatever so I don't know I just feel like it always just comes down to hyper vigilance um and being proactive and not and just using common sense to the best of your ability like the last build we just moved Chris and I and our last building kept progressively getting worse and worse with like actual theft problems and there's like garage there's a garage in the basement of the building like three different levels of garages and it got so bad to the point where it started peaking where like people's cars were getting lifted out of the building that's wild so, wow yeah, so it's like i mean like the are saying about this meme it's very you know you're damned if you do or don't it honestly falls down onto humanity and how people are choosing to enact upon it. And- We all know
1: humans are fucking gross. Um, yeah.
2: <laughs> like, so, so the d- best we can do is protect ourselves and be hypervigilant, I think. You know, Diana, uh,
1: Bible brings up something like, you know, we we she lived in New York. Uh, uh, we lived in Chicago. Chicago is known- lived in
0: New York and in San Francisco. And like- Chicago is
1: known for gun violence. Mm-hmm. Um, well before pandemic, by the way. Oh yeah. Do you feel unsafe in L.A. suddenly?
0: No, I'm from here. I don't feel unsafe here. I feel more unsafe in Washington. That's where the serial killers are.
1: (laughs) You know, know? I think I think about this because I think, you know, um, people want to paint uh, a picture in L.A. because, you know, L.A. is the size or or, uh, California is the size of 21 American states. It is a very large state. Um, you would think, in a, if this was a poorly married state like, let's say, Kentucky, um, there would be uh, there'd be way more violence than there has been. Fact is, our violence has been going down steadily since 2014. The thing that uh, that is the issue right now is that rich people are getting robbed. It's happening in affluent neighborhoods. It's happening Mm -hmm. at Fendi or whatever it's happening. Um, and it's happening in big box stores that take up good community ground and put other small businesses out of business. So here's my thing. I don't fucking care about a target getting robbed. I don't, don't care about a home depot getting robbed don't care about beverly hills rodeo drive getting robbed because, because this because this is they have insurance a and this is shit that happens in um in minimized communities uh all across the world all the time it's yeah. just that now that white folks rich folks are seeing violence or seeing
2: uproar suddenly it's an issue and Excuse there's room me. for them to make up a boogeyman now too because
0: <coughs>
1: So excuse true. me if yeah, I don't true. give a
2: fuck about, uh, about, ooh, uh, uh,
1: the Melrose district having me to put cameras. Oh, like, Aww. like granted, is there, a, like, is there a safety thing? Like, is it, it, granted, it's not cool for someone to come up and rob you when you're by your house. I understand that that fucking sucks, but also you have to understand that that comes from a root somewhere that you're not addressing. You know, yeah. that's, right. if they're coming into your neighborhood to rob you, there's some things happening also in their neighborhoods outside the house yeah, yeah. so that said texas will no, thank white. you yeah. your houses are made of toilet paper we found that out last christmas we know you all live in shanties there
2: don't you fucking dare all right who's next i believe it's me um so this comes from our good pal separation anxiety Hello, Tony Soto. I have loved this pod since it started eight years ago. You truly have brought queer people. I would have never known and chatted with queer people that I love not losing the fact that it's your show and you do it the way you want. I am seeing something that gives me terrible separation anxiety, sparse shows. Will we be hearing less from you all in your last year? Not sure if I can deal with that.
1: Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> well, <what> <laughs> um, it's Diana's fault, a Baby.
0: Damn it! You watch <laughs> me on my spin-off show.
1: <laughs> I mean, look here. Here's okay. So so okay. I I have prepared an explanation. Um I told y'all we were quitting too soon. <laughs> I told y'all. Yeah, you did. I and told I, y'all. I think
0: it was my fault. I was like, wow, I can sure clear a room. Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> I mean,
1: well, I mean, you did have, you did get pregnant, you know, <laughs> which we didn't know. Uh, like, I remember I learned that when you were like, we were doing your, uh, your Patreon show, and you're like, yeah, we're manifesting, and I was like, ah, what? Mm-hmm. But um, here's the thing. I told you guys we were quitting too soon i probably should have waited until we were about uh six to three months out and honestly truth, truth truth be told uh when i announced we were at the end of the year and i have senioritis um i'm promising you listeners people who have been dedicated to this show because i know and i do appreciate you even though i don't seem it um that starting at the beginning of the year. Uh, we will be back and doing shows. Now, if uh, my co-hosts have to miss, I will replace with subs and we're going to keep going. But I do want to say this, and this is a little announcement. Um, One week out of every month starting next year, I am doing a solo show. So it's going to be a one-on-one show with me and some guests. Uh, It will be live on our Patreon uh, when we record it. And um, it's just, it's going to look a little different from what we do on this show because uh, I'm trying out new stuff and I'm giving my lovely castmates a day off a month because what am I? Great. So just keep listening. Thank you so much. And we won't be sparse, right, Diana? We're back. We like doing this.
0: No, this is all I have to do other than go to mommy and me.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we gotta we gotta keep a grown-up connection for Diana because yeah. listen at this point she look at that baby. That baby's just it sucked her life when it was
2: inside, and it's sucking her life now. <laughs> only one person can do that in Diana's life, and that's you. Me, <laughs> me. <laughs>
1: Anyway, well, thank you for that. That was not a, a group question. So we're just going to move on to this long ass question that we got. Oh,
3: that's a shame. I totally had a great answer. But... What do you have to say? What do you
1: have to say? You mouthy? Huh? All right. So buckle into this one, guys. Hunker into this one because this is this is a mouthful, but let me see how she does. This is from Nearly Jizzed On in Boston. That's the kind of integrity we bring to the internet here at the Tony Soto Show. I'd like you all to know that um oh wait i kind of take these glasses off because these are not my readers <laughs> uh, 42 I thinking, oh my oh, readers
2: real bold now excuse me can i get oh, my readers
1: on. real quick let me just get my readers all right here we go there she is all right it says hello dear tony maxwell and lady diana Do I have to return the records I borrowed from the guy who I caught masturbating on me naked while I was asleep on his couch? A little context. I reconnected with this old uh, friend from high school when I moved back to Boston. And at first, it was great. We watched Drag Race together. We exchanged records. We'd go to gay bars. All good fun. A couple of times, when drunk, he tried to put the moves on me, but each time I politely declined. But I was starting to get upset. He wasn't listening when I said no. So, one night, there was a snowstorm, so I had to stay over and sleep on the couch. I was falling asleep when I heard his door open, and he began to tiptoe over to me. I pretended to still be asleep, but then started to hear stroking.
0: I don't wake you up.
1: I opened my eyes and he was full on going to town. So I jumped up and said no, and I accidentally swatted his dick, which (laughs) I—that is a mental image. So I. We haven't had a dick
0: swat (laughs) in a long time.
1: And haven't we all wanted yes. to swat a dick or two? Haven't there yeah. been a dick in your face? Like, not right now. Ah. Um, I'm actually I'm actually due for a dick swatting later this week.
2: <laughs> Freshly penciled.
1: <laughs> Wait, it's not done. So so um and I oh so which I think hurt him because he fell to the floor and then I got in my car and haven't spoke to him since. A few times since then, he's texted in a sort of gaslighting way saying, I miss you. I'm not really sure what you're upset or why you're upset, Um, but I have some of your records and I want to return them. Now, here's the thing. I still have some of his records and they're really, really, really good records. Okay. There's an original Joni Mitchell, and a Paul Simon's Graceland, and an amazing Tina and Turner Ike Ike Turner record. And frankly, I don't want to give them back. I feel bad, sort of, because I think they were originally his dad's, but I've kind of chalked it up to being a consultation prize for almost getting jizzed on. Am I the asshole for stealing the masturbator's vinyl? My therapist told me I have to give them back, but I really don't want to. What do you folks think? Paul Brickman, we're gonna start with you, a possible almost jizzing and records as collateral. Thoughts? I mean, my initial reaction
3: would be to just say, fuck them and keep whatever you want. (laughs) You know, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I too have had experiences where I've woken up to people trying it on me, you know, not exactly in that way, but. Such a you know, hot that...
1: commodity, Paul Brickman, I never knew.
3: <laughs> no, you want to know something, I mean, they've happened very few and far between, but I mean, I've had to, you know, turn one or two guys down, you know, in my day, but, you know, but I've also, but I mean, if I'm being completely honest, I've also like pursued guys. I mean, not to that point, but you
1: know, I've also been the one who, you know. Oh, hi, gay men, or, gay men are aggressors. Let's not, let's yeah. not get it Ooh. twisted. Gay men yeah. are aggressors, that's why, um, if 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 a me too phenomenon ever started for the for uh gay men uh danger (laughs) danger will robinson (laughs) let me ask you bible these are these are the dude's dad's records
2: what do you think um first two points are keep the records stay in therapy and work through this Trauma because you're clearly dealing with unpacking it and deflecting about making it about records. And third, I would say don't even bother further engaging with this person in any sense because they're a fucking weirdo. And that type of behavior, quite frankly, is just a little weird to me and just like pretty uncouth at at this stage of the game. I'd say where we are as a culture, we know pretty much right for wrong ethically there's no justification for it and i'm not trying to be like a pragmatic social justice warrior by any means but um keep the fucking records Fuck him
1: um diana keep the um, records for nearly getting jizzed on
0: this is why i don't go to therapy i think your therapist is wrong keep the yeah. damn the records uh, i agree with bible this is not 2008 how many times did you say no you said right. you've turned this person down several several times and then you woke up to a jizzen. Those records are yours. It's not like you stole his wallet.
2: Furthermore, I'd say sell them all. I might have. Um uh, All right, all
1: valid points. I'm going to disagree with all of you. Uh and, and, <laughs> and, and, here, and, and here is why. Here is why. Look! 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 I'm listening. I got there, you. there, 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 uh, there has to be a little accountability on the first time you had to shove off with a no, like. Here's the thing. I have been in a situation where I hung out with someone who got handsy with me and I said no, and I've never seen them again before. Uh, Now, granted, this might be an isolation thing. It might be the only gay person that you knew in a moment. So you made necessary things in your brain to make it okay to keep hanging out with this person who obviously showed signs of wanting to do something with you. Now, this is not excusing him. What he did was it was wrong. He should not have done it. But also, let's not forget, it was a nearly jizzing. You were nearly just done. You were not jizzed on <laughs> But it's
2: the engaging in absolutely.
1: Nope. No one wants to hear a stroking unless you, you want to hear the stroking.
0: Time.
1: No, yeah. You woke up just in time. Absolutely. And here's the thing. So I I I don't, I, I mean, I don't understand. I'm from a different generation. I'm about confrontation. Like you holding on to that record, those records and keeping those records are because you don't, maybe you don't feel ready, and that's fine, Uh to confront the situation. This boy's already passive-aggressively gaslighting you in text message. Like, yeah. he's literally giving you, like, like, if someone said, I didn't really know why, I would take the moment to tell them exactly why. Because for me, that's healing. So I say, you give those fucking records back, but you give those fucking records back with a mouthful of fucking shade towards that boy and you no. you explain to him because here's the thing we talk about accountability as gay men we need you, that boy needs to be held accountable who knows who else he's doing this to and this is like this is weird faggotry that happens because yeah. Because gay men aren't given what they need to be given when they're given things. Like regarding healthy sexual practices, healthy relationship practices. We don't have anything to look at as examples. So for, for us to just like glide by and be like, oh no, I'm keeping these great records. But that might be very special to this person. I don't know that we should discount that.
2: Uh, to me. I'm going to match you and I won't I won't make it linger to me, I know it's like a little bit of a conflation, but that's like, for me saying like someone, Allah, Bill Cosby, Harvey Weinstein had these imper- like important things and like you happen to have them in your possession. I don't know,
1: Cosby raped them. Cosby actually raped those women. Well, well, Weinstein well, actually raped those women. Here's I mean, the wouldn't,
0: thing. Wouldn't the same thing that you're saying needs to be done be done if he said, I'm keeping these records and here's why. Sorry, Olive. this is the, here's a little consequence to, I like uh, that.
2: That's fierce. You know, I it, like it, that. But, Yeah, but, yeah. But, because but,
3: but, the record because the records at the end of the day is just it, it's just an excuse to metaphorical. Say. Yeah. But see. The thing yeah. is, that, is, that, is your are also being utilized for. also utilized he would have to keep go the be in conversation person
0: done. with this person again to give those right. records and public I don't think space. Yeah. Public yeah. space. Here's the thing.
1: Like this is the thing, and this is what. Like this is this is the and I'm not blaming the victim. Your records,
0: Tony. No,
1: no. But what? But what is silly is like so. I don't want to remember. I don't want to think, I don't want to talk to that person, but I'm gonna look at these records every day and fucking be okay with it. Like it's like it still attaches to the memory. So are you traumatized? Because to me, anything that related to that creep would be creepy and I wouldn't want around. But that's so, me that's, like, that, yeah. that's me. but but what I'm saying is like if this is trauma, those records are a reminder of what that dude did. So is it trauma? Or do you just, just want to keep those records like now, let's be real through,
0: i'm just looking through the the question and nowhere does the commenter say that they're traumatized
1: he's in uh, therapy he's talking about it in therapy so like the thing is like if you need to work at I it with your therapist
0: therapy.
1: i'm just saying like here's yeah, the thing and issue. if it isn't trauma then you just want to keep the records so like call it what it is i just like, hope they're okay i hope you're okay i I hope hope you're you're okay okay. but here's the thing he might have almost just done you but you're stealing you know what i mean so it's like like the i know you don't want to think of it that way but it is theft it's not yours you're taking it you're keeping it so that's how i just i I I, just hate the
3: i just hate the line particularly where he says that the guy's like i don't understand what the problem is tell him the problem
1: yeah like why wouldn't you tell him I
2: want well, you I mean, to know isn't, the pretty obvious?
3: isn't it? Isn't that pretty obvious? It's it like, feels well, like he's I... fishing
2: for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he, wants, fishing. he wants I mean you me to say it.
0: And give me those but, but the thing like is, that. is
1: like, but the thing is, is he might want you to say it because he wants to address it too. Like, we don't know. Like it, it's like a lot of gay men are broken be- for reasons. You know what I mean? So sure. it's like I, I, I and no, no one took my records, Diana. You're a <laughs> fucking bitch. Uh, uh, Paul Brickman, did you have a good time on the Tony Sutter Show today?
3: I had a wonderful time. Thank you so much for having me. And i I'm also- Sorry I also just it hasn't say, been sooner. No, it's fine. But I also just want to like take the opportunity to say how proud I am of you. Just, um, just what you've accumulated and created with this show and just what you, you, lies in your
1: future. I'm Aww. really proud of you. Thank you, babe. You're very sweet. Yeah. Why don't you tell people where they can find you on the internet?
3: uh you could find me on uh, paulbrickman.com paulbrickmancreative.com and um Paul Brickman creative Inc. all through my socials
1: that's right follow him yeah. big things Bye. this guy has a good eye i'll tell a eye. you a good eye a good eye for you. talent and beauty uh bible love. i love your bible thank you I for coming you like it's i love having great. debates with you i enjoy talking to you it's very very
2: fun tell people where they can find you on the internet Okay, Tony, You can find me on Instagram at BibleGirl666, on Twitter at BibleGirl222, and on TikTok at BibleGirlSucks.
1: Are you TikTok and Bible? Am I not? I'm not following you
2: on the TikTok. Maybe I? I am a new woman. I I <laughs> I was once always saying never, and now I can no longer say never. I got to follow you
1: on the TikTok.
2: You know, I'm becoming irrelevant these days. You know, every new season, I got to one up myself somehow. I hear you. I mean, I'll well, just keep making their t-shirts, honey. You get that drag race money anyway
1: you can. Babes, I'm going to keep the screen printer hot. Don't that's you worry. Right. Keep <laughs> running that shit. Uh, uh, Diana DeLuna.
0: Oh, I'm irrelevant on Instagram. Diana <laughs> DeLuna. D- G- D- you can find me there and all of my baby content. Until his face starts getting really recognizable, then um, I'll start. <laughs> then I'll start posting other things.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> then he's gonna have blankets on his face uh,
0: steal his image
1: oh yeah meta's already all on it meta's on it there's like literally credit cards being made right
0: now he's a blob like
1: he's so cute Um, so sweet Listen, everyone, if you like the Tony Soto Show, please go to our iTunes page and subscribe to the show. Rate the show. Leave a comment. It really does help. It gets people to come and see us uh, and see what they've been missing for the last eight years. I also do the Gay Power Half Hour Anywhere podcast to stream with my good Judy Casey Lai, so find that. I don't think we're going to do any more of those shows for the rest of the year, so sorry. We'll be back next year uh, with more GPHH. Um, I don't think I have any gigs no don't forget there's a full moon this weekend guys um Ooh. yeah nothing going on uh so we'll be back again oh i'm the tony Soda show on instagram twitter and venmo and i'll be back again next week uh we'll I'll be back again next week well me and diana will be back again next week bye bye, bye. bye.